1: On this show, together and with our guests, we're bringing the real talk, no BS5, with tangible tools to help you pursue health and wellness without obsession or restriction. Remember our disclaimer, this podcast is meant for general information purposes
0: only and should not be taken as a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hey, friends. Welcome back to the final episode of the podcast of the season. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about body image and <laughs> ways to help you manage body image triggers throughout the rest of the summer, because it's going to happen, <laughs> right? Yes. There's no, there's no situation in which it's not going to happen at least once, if not 10, 20, you know, times over the next month or forever. Right. So you can't run away from these guys. Uh-uh. You can't run away from it. And so we, we actually wanted to tie together a couple of the different themes that we've been going through over the last you know, month or two um, with the podcast or even longer than that, I guess. And we wanted to go back to functional medicine a little bit to lead us into the body image conversation, because we've been getting a lot of feedback on our functional medicine episodes and please keep sending it. We love it. Um, and we're probably going to do more on that coming in the fall. But we wanted to talk about the connection between functional medicine, and body image, because it leads to a very similar situation that a lot of people find themselves in, especially in the summer, because we're right in the middle of the comparison trap, um, but even not in the summer, many other times of year as well, if you have an event coming up or, you know, time that body image is prevalent, AKA every day of our lives, right? So what we, the situation we find ourselves in, especially with something like functional medicine, or if you've done dieting or different protocols and it attempts to quote, try and fix your body image, which. We know doesn't work but there's the notion that your body is broken and that fill in the blank protocol or person or a paradigm can quote fix it right and then you kind of feel that oh if i just follow this thing i can do it but then there's also this flip side of the notion of okay well if you can't do it for whatever reason or if you quote fall off then it's your own fault and then we lead into this kind of body image either we call it emergency or a body image spiral. And now we're just in this situation where it's like, well, (laughs) I feel awful about myself and what do I do about it? And these situations tend to happen a lot more in the summer because as Christina was saying before we started recording today, everyone's body is on display in the summer in some way, shape or form. And so we wanted to talk about This conversation in general, but then also a bunch of different situations that you might find yourself in and what you can do about it. One last thing before we get started today, just a reminder that our podcast is going on a summer break, and so we will have no new weekly Wednesday episodes for August. But in August, we are continuing with our body image bonus content every single week over on our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash wholehearted eating. So you're going to get a workbook to learn how to assess your current body image, confidence, self-esteem, your main coping skills, and your coping archetype. We're then going to move on to podcast style workshop type episodes on redefining your progress with body image. The body image spiral, how to stop a body image emergency in its tracks, and then how to recover from bad body image days or weeks or seasons of your life. So if you're interested in checking any of that out, head on over to patreon.com/slash wholehearted eating and we'll see you over there.
1: Yeah, I think like going back to the idea about our body feeling broken, I think like that's something that we tend to feel regardless of whether or not we've gotten into functional medicine i think functional medicine like kind of takes that and runs with it in a really big <laughs> in a really aggressive way but i think also just overall we have this idea that we have control over or should have control over how our body is functioning and what and whether or not like fixing it to us is really kind of working through whatever discomfort we have about it. Like, that's what fixing it means. Meaning like um, that we don't longer feel uncomfortable. And that's a really hard thing to kind of to process through and to, to, uh, it's like a really dangerous thing to latch onto, right? Because if we do and we say, okay, I have control over, um, what my body looks like, feels like, all the different things, which is how we get into functional medicine, if we're having physical chronic symptoms and things like that, or if we don't like the way our body looks or presents in the world because of all of the cultural built-in ideas around what we're supposed to look like and all of the different things, it's really easy to then say, cool, I'll look for any avenue to fix This feeling that I'm having. And ultimately, it's a feeling that we're having, right? Whether, and that's not to say, and you know, if you go back and listen to our functional medicine pipeline series, we're not discounting the fact that you have real symptoms. I think that's also like something, or that there might actually be a chronic health illness, you know, as two people with chronic illnesses, like we are aware. And the discomfort in our body when you're trying to navigate that is a lot. You couple that with everyone is now going to the pool or going to the beach or doing all these things. It's going to magnify those feelings in a really big, intense way because now not only do we feel physically uncomfortable internally, but now we feel physically uncomfortable externally as well. And being able to kind of walk through that messy messy path is a lot. And so we wanted today's episode to be about how do we navigate that and how do we actually kind of reframe some of these things instead of thinking about my body is broken and I have to fix it, i.e. change it is what is talking about because your body is not broken. You might have things happening, right? Right. You might have things happening internally, physiologically that you're feeling that are going on, but it's not broken. Your body is great. You know, like your body is doing exactly what it's supposed to be doing. And it's trying to get you back to homeostasis and feeling well and the feelings of feeling disconnected or feeling uncomfortable or feeling broken are things that have kind of been placed on you about how you have to then sign up for this thing to fix it, quote unquote. And I think that's where like it can get um, really messy because what wouldn't we do to make ourselves feel better? Right. What wouldn't we do? I mean, there's so many things that we would do to make ourselves feel better. I speak for the Royal we here, right? We've all done crazy things and
0: people <laughs> tend to be attracted to the craziest of things because they promise the most drastic change and the quickest way to get that drastic change. But what we know is that those things don't actually work. Or if they yeah. do quote work in terms of they make you lose weight very drastically. It doesn't last. Right. And there's a lot of rebound that tends to happen. And then people feel even worse about themselves. So it's a really tricky situation. Um, and so we wanted to go through a bunch of these different situations and not necessarily like work you through every single one of these, but acknowledge that these are a bunch of different things where body image might be screaming at you. Right. Mm-hmm. Like body image talks to us all the time, even. And one thing that we wanted to reiterate and Christina and I, again, we we're just talking about this before we started recording is like this stuff never completely goes away 100%. It's just that instead of having this constant chatter in your head of you are broken, there's something wrong with you, your body image is awful and, you know, all this kind of stuff, we call this the inner mean girl um, in mm-hmm. our body image audit. Instead of that being there 100% of the time, the more that you work on this stuff, the farther and fewer in between that the prevalence of that voice is going to come up. So, when you're farther and farther along this spectrum of a journey, it's going to happen less. And you're also going to be better equipped with the tools of, okay, whoa, haven't heard this voice in a while. What do I do with it now? You know, it's not a measure of recovery saying, Oh, I'm never going to have these negative body image thoughts ever again. There I can guarantee you, they're almost always going to come up. You may be good at this season of your life. There's going to be other seasons of your life, right? Your body's going to change for different reasons. Pregnancy, postpartum, you might have an injury. You might have different seasons of training in your life. You're going to start to get older, right? Like as everybody gets older, our body might have a flare. Right. Yeah. You might, you might have a, chron- a flare with your chronic illness, you know, like a whole bunch of different things can happen. Your body's never going to be static, right? This is actually really interesting. Cause I had a conversation with a client about this the other day, and they were talking about how, you know, if they just continued or they, they had this belief, which they know is not true, but they have this belief that keeps coming back to them or this thought that keeps coming back to them of oh, you know, if I just continue exercising the way that I am, then my body will always look like it did when it was 30, basically. And even though, you know, cognitively, rationally, logically, they know that that's not true. This is where we run into the head brain, heart brain situation of like, okay, I can logic myself through this. And I understand that that's not true, but it still feels that way, (laughs) you know? Mm So in this, episode, we're going to be talking about, okay, well, when the feels come in, yeah. what do we do about them? Because it's much more likely when we're living in the comparison trap of the summer, because your body and other people's bodies are on display. Even if you're not a swim coach like me, and you're not at the pool every single day, right? You're running into these situations because you're trying to buy some shorts, or you're trying to buy uh, something to wear for a wedding that you have coming up, or they're, you're going outside and you're like, okay, well, I don't want to wear long sleeves and long pants and cover my whole self up because I'm just going to be entirely miserable. But a lot of people feel like that's the only option for them because they're so uncomfortable with their bodies. So anyway, I'm running away with this. Christina, do you want to go go
1: into some of the different
0: situations?
1: (laughs) Well, I want to like back the bus up a little bit. And I I think one of the things that I that I, I took from what you were saying about the toxicity of believing that this is gonna be over and like we're gonna be able to quote unquote fix this and never have to look back is one, very toxic and two, not the goal. The goal is to build resiliency, right? Is to build self-compassion. It's to understand like, okay, this is my body. How am I gonna work with it? Um, this doesn't need to be changed, quote unquote and i I can work through that, even though that that's really difficult and uncomfortable and gives us all the feels. I think of it kind of very similar to any kind of emotion. You know, if you keep trying to put a lid on a boiling pot of feelings like over and over again, eventually it's going to blow up like that, like it's going to like explode. And next thing you know, you have like your closet full of clothes all around you and you're sitting on the floor crying and like, you know, been there. I'm explaining like a real experience, like a real life experience. It's like the idea is that if you continue to try to stuff these things down with, these quote unquote tools that we're grabbing from like protocols and diets and exercise routines. And like, this is the thing, this is the thing, this is the thing. All we're really doing is stuffing down the uncomfortableness of living in our body. And I get it. Who doesn't want to stuff down their feelings sometimes and not feel everything? I mean, hello, it's like, it feels great in the interim because it makes you feel like you're doing something about it. But in reality, we're not feeling it. And so a lot of the things that are uncomfortable about this work is that we're going to sit in it for a minute, work through it, process it, and then come out the other side. And it is so hard to do. And it's so uncomfortable. And it's not something that we've ever really been taught to do because we've always been told that I feel uncomfortable with this thing, this body or whatever must take action. (laughs) Must Must, fix now. (laughs) Must fix this uncomfortable feeling in my body immediately. And summer is such an incredible time for how this happens. And I think a lot of times, like Dana mentioned too, is that we can logic our way out of it. We can say like, oh no, I'm like, I am definitely inclusive of all body sizes. I believe in body diversity. That's cool for them. Not cool for me. Right. And I think that that can happen a lot. Like it's just me alone. I don't feel that way about other people or anything like that, but I feel physically uncomfortable in my body or I feel like I look better, thinner. In fact, like, um, that idea of like looking better. Krista, Christina Bruce, we had her on a podcast God, last year or the year before, like two, two seasons ago. Um, she actually just posted on Instagram about how someone had said like a quote saying like um that I that like um I just look better thinner. And I remember she posted on there, she's like, that's not something that you actually like, that's something you've been conditioned to believe which I thought was such a great way of like, she's, her Instagram is awesome for body image stuff. You guys like definitely follow if you're not already, um, and go back and listen to those episodes, which I'm sure Dana will put in the show notes for everybody. But I guess my, like, my point is we're going to feel uncomfortable and this is uncomfortable. And I get how you might listen to this and say, but I don't want to do that. And that's okay. You don't have to, right? You can go back and do whatever you want to do. You can go back and do dieting, you can go back and do protocols if that makes you feel better and I truly believe that people should do whatever they need to do to feel better with their in their own body. But a lot of us are on this podcast and listen to this podcast because we know too much now and we can't go back and we don't want to go back but we still feel incredibly uncomfortable. And this is the step for walking through, sitting, feeling the uncomfortable and taking that first step out of hell. And that's Mm -hmm. really what we need to do. And it's uncomfortable and it's hard to do that, but that's what this is all about. Coming up with these, how do we reroute our brain to think about it a little bit differently? How do we decide what we're going to attach to, how we're going to feel this feeling, and then how we're going to, in some ways, even provide the logic side brain to support us on moving through it.
0: Yeah. Because I think it also really depends on your learning style and what's going to be most effective for you, right? Like if you are a person who is not uh, raised to know how to be present with your feelings and work through your feelings, then the logic of talking yourself through this at first may be the first approach that we do, right? Are there probably a lot of suppressed emotions that you don't want to be feeling? Yeah, but we can't just be like, let's dive right in because it's probably going to be real uncomfortable. You're like, nope, this is not for me.
1: We're not going this way today, right? I'm picturing those old cartoons where someone's jumping off the diving board into like the small little bucket, like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Like it's going to explode. You guys, like you don't want to dive right in.
0: It feels really unsafe. Yeah. Yeah. And so, especially when this is when you approach one of these situations that we're going to talk about, it's basically like you're coming to a fork in the road, right? Where before there's only been one path, the path to hell as Christina described (laughs) it. Right. Which is basically like, okay, I'm in this situation. I'm in an uncomfortable situation. I have a negative thought. Let's say the thought is my body is a problem. Then the next step is we create an action plan to quote, fix it. Usually something involving restriction, more exercise, because what we've been told our whole lives is eat less and move more and that'll fix all of our problems. And yet here Here we we are are still, (laughs) right? So then before, again- the road to hell. We're following through on this action plan (laughs) that we've made, right? And then you do the things, but then every time at some point, you're going to end up in what we call a shame spiral when it doesn't quote work because fixing quote, or changing your body is not going to fix your body image, right? You can't diet and exercise your way out of bad body image because your body is not actually the problem. Your physical body is not the problem. So, we, the other fork in the road is like, you've, you've hit the end of that road. We're at hell, right? Like how do I get out of here? (laughs) Right. It's like, let's back it up. Right. We're back to the fork in the road. It's like groundhog day, right? We get to relive the day, but then go a different direction. It's, we're now going to talk about, okay, well, how do we reframe? How do we stop our thoughts in our tracks? What do we do instead when your initial impetus is like, "Ah, I need to jump to hole 30. I need to jump to these things. I need to jump to restriction. I need to jump back into a couch to marathon plan. Please do none of these things. Right. So what do we do instead
1: using summer as an example, but this is an all the time thing. Yeah. I mean, this comes up all the time. I'm sure you guys can think back to five times this past week, you know, or even (laughs) yesterday. Right. But I think I truly believe that there is like a fork in the road. Right. And I think we've always gone this one road. And I think we see a lot of other people going down that road and or we have we acknowledge that other people choose a different road that we're talking about today and gonna dive more into, and that you're kind of a that that this place where you're still deciding which road you're gonna go down. You don't really like the sound of either one, to be honest. <laughs> like because one is filled with a lot of uncomfortable feelings and the other one is filled with results that make you feel shitty in the end, ultimately. And so to me, it feels like, okay, I'm still at this place where I'm kind of deciding where I am. And a lot of us start off with like, well, I'm fine with other people doing what they want to do, but this feels really uncomfortable for me. And it's okay to feel like I want to take action, but we're going to give you action to go down the other path that might lead you to more resilience, lead you to more self compassion and more understanding and liberation around your body rather than down the path that we know leads us to the results that we're not actually looking for because we've done that road like a thousand times and we, it's led us right back to where we are. And so you, I think one of the things that why don't, why don't, before we jump into the action steps for going down that road, why don't we talk about some of the scenarios that come up that we see a lot and kind of show you some examples of like how you can kind of work through those and then we'll give you the exact like steps like what to do so that you can see it um I think some of the the biggest kind of situations in the summer that I feel I mean I I had this happen yesterday actually we were just at the pool I was telling Dana before we started um that I had this like minor moment when, um, I saw this picture of my children, um, my child and against other people and some of the other kids, um, she looked a little bit bigger than them. And there was like a moment where I was like, Oh, should we have a different bathing suit on her? And then all of a sudden I was like, like, this is all of a span of four seconds. Like, no that's absurd. She looks adorable. Look how cute she is. And like all these things, but these moments and these little thoughts and these come up. And I think our decision was, I'm not going to attach to that because I know that that says nothing about her. That's more something that I am still trying to unlearn. It's almost like I've been conditioned to feel that way and to observe it, to look at it. And in this moment, I thought to myself, no, There's nothing wrong with her body and we continue to move on with our day and not think about it. And you know what? We all had an awesome time at the pool and I don't feel like my daughter's body needs quote unquote fixing in any way, shape or form. I want that to be known that I don't feel that way, not doing anything about it. I'm just being honest about how sometimes these gremlins come up and we need to acknowledge them, acknowledge that it was there, then said logically, I don't actually care about this. Or I don't believe in doing this. I'm not going to do that to my child. I'm not going to pull them down that road because I know what that does. So I'm not going to engage in that thought anymore. And I'm going to move on. And you actually have a choice at that moment. You have a choice to either attach to a thought, spiral and go down with it and allow it to bring you down too. Or you can choose to say, I actually don't believe in that anymore. Thanks for reminding me that I hate that thought and I'm going to move on now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is tough, right? Because <laughs> every, I mean, every single one of these situations is so, so hard for people. And, you know, one of these situations will hit differently than other ones. Be like, ooh, that one's mine. Ah, Help. Right. So obviously I've never had the situation of like, I'm observing my kids and, you know, la la la, because I don't have any, but <laughs> I think I have a pretty unique perspective on this next situation when it's like, when it's been a year since you've worn a bathing suit and your body has changed. I have been a swim coach for 14 years now. So that's 14 different summers of my body looking different because when I first started swim coaching prime eating disorder, Dana, and then coaching through the summers of recovery and my body changing and then my body stabilizing and then my body going through different seasons of life. Right. And it's really hard when you're, you know, looking at like, Oh, here are my, you know, typical training suits that I wear to give swim lessons and get in the pool with kids and blah, blah, blah. And then you try it on and you're like, Whoa, this one doesn't fit the same as it did last year. Or maybe it doesn't fit at all. There are always mirrors at pools and mirrors at home. And it's like, this does not look the same on me as it did last year or, oh, here's more back rolls or, oh, here's more stomach rolls or like, whoa, the bottom of this swimsuit doesn't cover my butt anymore. You know, (laughs) there's a whole bunch of different things that can happen there. And it's really, really hard when you're like, whoa, this was the same mirror that I was looking into one year ago and I look different. Right. And before (laughs) and i i can tell you i had this thought every summer for so long is it would be like day 1 at the pool and i would be like next year i'm going to be so in shape i'm going to be so fit i'm just going to do all these different you know whatever abs and cardio programs starting january 1st and i'll do it until memorial day which is when swim season starts and i'm going to be fit as shit and then it would never happen and the other thing that I can tell you, I love that-
1: this so much because <laughs> I've definitely been like had those exact same I think every single person listening to this podcast has at one point or another thought the exact same thing that you just described. Every single person and if you're not that's kind of cool. But and- I've never met anyone who hasn't had that thought.
0: I mean, it it would always happen. Right. And I'm going to be honest. It even sometimes like the thought it's more of like a remembrance of the thought will happen now. And I'm like, damn, that took up so much of my mind space. Like what? what? And then you think like, what was I doing? And then you're like, oh, wait, I was just trying to create a more safe environment for myself because I felt extremely uncomfortable. But what I can also tell you is throughout the many weight fluctuations that I've had over the years, ranging probably 60 pounds or more. And I'm small, guys, right? Like I'm I'm five three on a good day. (laughs) Right. So like when you have any kind of weight fluctuation when you're in a compressed body size, let's say it quote shows more, which makes you think that people notice more. Really, people are only focused on themselves and they're like, oh my God, is everyone looking at me, especially in a swimsuit? But when you go ahead and you make that plan for yourself, and I can tell you hundred percent, I never followed through with it. But the other thing to keep in mind here is like throughout that wide spectrum of different body sizes and shapes and weights and everything. When I was at my lowest weight, I was at my least confident, right? I was like, oh my God, are people looking at me? You know, like, what are people thinking? Like, what should I be wearing? Like all of this stuff. You're probably going to have those thoughts at every single body size that you have, which is how we know that changing your body size is not going to fix your body image, right? So. When it's been a year since you've worn a bathing suit and your body has changed. That's there's no morality around that. It's not like, oh, yay, good. My body has changed. Or like, oh, bad. My body has changed. It's the simple neutrality fact of my body has changed.
1: Yeah, I think what's hard about it, too, and wrapping our mind around that, because I think, again, like you can attach logically to, yes, my body has changed, period. That's a statement right Mm -hmm. but i think what can happen sometimes too is like as we feel like other people are on display and their bodies on display and we're comparing ourselves to it we also feel like our insecurities are on display and the things that we feel are uncomfortable with in our physical cells and on our physical body are on display as well and if we feel like everybody's thinking about it the same way that we're thinking about it. And it's so hard to have that. We can hear that logic, right? My body has changed, but then the internal dialogue that we have is, okay, did I contribute to this change? What could I have done differently? I did this. I did that. I did this or this. I didn't do enough of this. I didn't do enough of that. Or, um, Something's wrong, or I need to fix this, or this leads me down this road of health and whatever that we have attached to these limiting beliefs about what our body says about us as individuals and our character. And Dana's right. There is no morality in the statement, my body has changed. But we have built in morality around what our body changes say about us as individuals, what we've done for the winter what we did during this time, what like we think of it that way, even though it is just our body. And so it's normal to feel like everybody's body's on display, including my own. And now everything that I have, I'm feeling is also on display. And that is incredibly vulnerable. And so triggering. In super triggering. So it makes sense that we have those thoughts that Dana was talking about in her, you know, back in the day where she would be like, I'm gonna do all the things and like I'm gonna fix this because I want to fix this uncomfortable feeling in my body. Yeah. I want to fix this uncomfortable feeling of feeling on display and feeling vulnerable. Vulnerable is such an intense feeling. Such an intense feeling. And feeling like maybe you know, outcasted and ostracized, you know, depending on, on, on your size, right. That's also, those are like really heavy feelings, Mm -hmm. really heavy feelings and feeling like, like we're on display in that way. And all of our vulnerabilities are on display as well. Are scary. That's scary. Really scary.
0: Also because, and this goes back to way beginning episodes of the podcast, but A lot of the time we're taught to believe that vulnerability is a weakness. Mm -hmm. And so then we think of like, oh, well, I if I get the abs, if I get the muscles, if I get the blah, 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 then it's like my body is like a shield of armor and nobody can get to me when really you're most likely gonna be at your most insecure and your most hungry and tired. Right. (laughs) But this this is really interesting because this goes back to something that we had talked about three years ago during the Panini of 2020, when we did um a body image detox challenge like three years ago. Yes. And we had talked about how coming out of quarantine when people were like emerging from the woodwork and like get- getting to go outside, it felt like your body is a report card, right? Like how well, quote unquote, did you do in quarantine? Were you eating for comfort? Were you restricting? Were you exercising? Were you just trying to get through the damn day? Right. And this is a very similar situation to how it feels either in the summer or during the holidays when you haven't seen your family in a while, or if you're going to a wedding where you haven't seen college friends in a long time, or, you know, any of these situations where it's like, these are people that I haven't seen in a while. And everyone's like, ooh, how did they do? Or like, how do you do? Your body's not a report card, right? It's the simple, if, we, if we're if we taking the logical approach, your body is not a report card. At the same time, like Christina was mentioning, It feels like it is (laughs) and it makes a lot of sense why you feel like it is. And so we want to acknowledge that of like, yeah, of course you would feel that way because that's basically the way that bodies are talked about, especially women's bodies. Um, And then, you know, we've been doing a lot of stuff for pride as well. Like no matter what body you are in or place that you identify in, your body's on display. And there's a lot of norms that are being held up based on what you identify as or what you are or,
1: you know, anything. So it's just, it's a very hard place to be. We're here it to is. This. And, you know, one of the things that I was thinking about the vulnerabilities that are on display about that report card type of feeling too, is I think that sometimes, well, I don't think sometimes that we know this and we talk about this a lot, but we have a certain type of, we might have a value around what, like that we value health right? And if we believe certain types of things that exhibit health or look like health or do these types of things, we feel that people are going to infer certain things about us, whether it's our mental health, whether it's our stability, whether whether it's our, our physical body health or whatever it is. If we have attached to it that my body size tells people how I'm feeling Mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, all the different things built into it. And then you're going and putting it on display and you feel like maybe your body is representing something that people are going to believe that's not aligned with your larger values. Holy crap, you guys, no wonder it's (laughs) so complicated. We're holding our body's appearance. It's holding all of these things feelings and values that we're carrying, but we're not questioning the fact that the value that we're holding on to beliefs about that value that are wrong. And so therefore, our body's not displaying this about us. And that's really hard to reconcile. But it starts, I believe, I do believe, it does start with looking at others and saying, there's nothing wrong with their body. I believe in body diversity and all these different things. And I believe in individual diversity and all of the different pieces. And then you can slowly start to internalize that for yourself. You can start to practice saying, there's nothing wrong with my body. My body doesn't disqualify me from doing things, even if it feels uncomfortable, even if I feel like I'm on display, even if I feel incredibly vulnerable, even if I feel super insecure right now, my body's, I'm not going to allow my body to disqualify me from going into the pool. I'm not going to allow my body to disqualify me from feeling cooled down and not overheated in long shirts and long pants in the middle of a 90 degree heat wave, I'm not going to allow my body to disqualify me from wearing a bathing suit because my body's changed or from wearing shorts because I don't like my thighs. You don't, you, you get to choose that. That's the action behind choosing a different road. And instead of trying to fix your quote unquote, fix your body down to not feel uncomfortable anymore, we can work on the beliefs that we have that are making us feel so uncomfortable instead. You can choose Mm -hmm. that. Like you have agency to choose that. And that's what we're going to talk about rerouting. That's the fork. The fork down the road is to decide how do I want to interact with this, these thoughts? Mm -hmm. How do I want to attach them? How do I want them to inform how I move through the world? Cause you get to decide that mm-hmm. you get to choose and you can also acknowledge this is really hard for me too, but you get to choose how you get to do that. And that's yeah. what we're, that's what we want you to to think about is, okay, I want to choose the other fork in the road. How do I do it?
0: Yeah. And I mean, even, even if you feel like you're not at a place where you can go down that other fork in the road you're in a situation where you can just be like, nope, nope, we're not going down the the first one today, (laughs) right? Like if you find that your mind starts to run away with those thoughts, just like, nope, roadblock under construction. (laughs) Absolutely not. We're not going down this way, right? Or you can start to basically reel yourself in from getting to the end step, right? Like maybe you find your mind is like, okay, hey, we're having the negative thought. We're starting to make all these plans. You know, we're doing all of these things. Maybe the first step you do is you just don't follow through with the plans. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing is like, okay, you can, you can you can realize you can stop yourself halfway through making the plans, right? Instead of the, okay, my body is a problem. I'm making the plans. I'm making the meal plans. I'm doing the grocery shopping and we're starting on Monday kind of thing. Maybe you can't stop until you've already done the grocery shopping. Okay, now you have food, you know? we, then we just reframe, okay, what are some things we can do with this food? Not following this exact macro structured restriction meal plan, all the things, right? You start to kind of reel yourself in to the point where when you start having the negative thoughts, we're just like, nope, we're just not engaging with this today. You know, it can just be a roadblock that you put up. And then maybe eventually we can start to go down the, what is the other path?
1: Yes, totally. And sometimes it's even just stopping the path that you're on. You Mm -hmm. can all also decide i'm not going to walk down this path anymore you might be in the middle of a program that you're doing that you spent gobs of money to sign up for and you can actively decide this is a sunk cost and i'm not going to participate in it anymore and that's your step towards moving towards body liberation it feels like small step for you but it's a large step for you it is it's a huge step just deciding to not do it anymore or to not participate. Or maybe today I won't count my macros. That's a huge step. Maybe today I'm going to, while I'm working out, I'm not going to run through the reel of my mind of how many calories I'm burning or what this is outcome's gonna be. Maybe instead you can think about, what do I enjoy about this? Or if you're not, you can Stop you can actually decide like, I'm going to leave the gym. I'm going to leave. I'm going to walk out in the middle of this class. I'm going to stop doing this because I'm doing it for reasons that I don't want to engage in anymore. You can decide that. It doesn't even have to be the full, it doesn't have to be one or the other. It doesn't have to be black or white. It can be Today I'm going to dabble my toes in this path. The next day I'm going to sink my my teeth into this path. And you might it might be a lot of playing and back and forth each time, but you can choose. And I think the first step is to, to acknowledge that you're obsessing to say, okay, I'm feeling uncomfortable and I'm obsessing with this thing and it's making me feel really terrible inside. And you can stop that and you can say, hey, I'm obsessing about this. This is spiraling me. I'm hearing a lot of really negative self-talk happening in my mind right now. And I'm going to try to disengage with it or at least try to say like, hey, we don't have to do this. I can take a step back. I can take a deep breath and I can say, I'm feeling uncomfortable in my body and that's what's happening. I'm feeling physically uncomfortable. I'm trying to fix something. I'm trying to fix my body and maybe it doesn't need fixing. It could be little, little things like that. I'm going to work really hard at, at just acknowledging that I don't have to punish it. Maybe it's maybe we're so far away from liberation and acceptance and all the things that just deciding maybe today in this moment right now, I'm not going to punish myself is a really big step in that direction as well. I
0: and- think a cool visual for what you're describing right now is kind of like zooming out on your own body and your own mind, right? So it's like, if if you can think of like the little two people on your shoulder or wherever they are, it's just like zooming out. It's like whoa, what's going on in his mind? Right <laughs> like let's just see, you know, what the lay of the land is. It's kind of like you know if a cloud kind of floated down. It's like, hmm, what's going on in this person's mind? They'd be like, whoa, that's a lot of stuff going on. Like what if we could just help them? Let's just put a pause on that. You know, let's just yeah. put a pause so we can examine what's happening. And that's where the fork in the road comes. It's like, okay, do I want to continue going down this spiral of path? Or do we just not want to make a decision right now? Or do we want to think about what is the other way?
1: Yeah. And it might even just be fantasizing about the other way, right? Like it could just be the idea of thinking about it. But the truth is all of these provide you with a moment to kind of take a step back and look at it a little bit a little bit more with like a 10,000 foot view, a little bit like Dana was saying, of being like almost like a observer um, of your own thoughts and feelings about what's going on. And maybe then you can kind of say like, maybe I don't have to do this a little bit. Maybe I could be a little bit more compassionate, a little bit more um, gentle with myself. Or maybe I can just say something really small, like maybe my body isn't broken. Maybe I don't have to fix it, even though I really, really want it to fix. <laughs> yeah. You know, and this is a lot of
0: speaking of zooming out, right. This is a lot of like short term in the moment solutions slash observing slash things to do. Right. And this is this is a lot of good stuff for like we're having a body image emergency right now. Like, what do I do? Right. Or identifying that these things happen. But ultimately the long-term work, let's say this is the work that we have to do during the year, like forget all that other stuff and like the abs and things it's, we need to examine where are these thoughts coming from in the first place, which is not really something that you can do in the moment, nor do we really advise you to do that in a body image emergency because it's just too much. Right. But so we want to think about where does perfectionism play into this? Where does people pleasing play into this? Where do your beliefs about bodies and health and weight and all of these things come from? And how do they play into these negative thoughts and patterns and, you know, perfectionistic, all in our thing programs that you get sucked into in order to try and quote, fix your body in the here and now, where is all that coming from? Because ultimately the long-term work that has to happen in order to make sure that these things don't keep happening on a hourly, daily, minute to minute basis, especially in these very acute situations like the summer is to figure out where is all this shit coming from? That's the stuff that in the long term, we also want to work on in addition to helping us come up with what we call an emergency action plan in these like body image emergencies, right? Because of course you need the short-term action plan. You can't just be like, oh, yes, let me just philosophize about where did my body image problems come from? And something like that. And then like in the moment you're like, uh, you just freeze or you just continue down your path that you've been going down for years, decades, all the things, but the long-term work. And this is, this is how we really take a more um, integrative or functional approach to body image. It's like, yes, we want to help you in the here and now with the situations that are going on currently that will come up at some point, but also We need to take a root cause approach to body image of digging deep into where does this stuff come from, right? What you're dealing with right now is really the tip of the iceberg. What about everything that's coming under the water, right? What are all the different pieces of your story? And then trying to figure out, okay, how can we untangle those in order to help my future self with this stuff too? 100%. I was having this kind of like- Brain (laughs) blast-
1: No, I'm going to bring a little levity to it, and I hope that everyone's like cool with that, because this shit ain't light, as you guys, as you guys may have noticed. Um, but one of the things that I was thinking about when you have a body image trigger, when you're in that moment and you're feeling that way, if you've seen in and out, I want you to picture the moment when the, um, when the guy, the kid becomes in front of the girl and it's his brain is going girl, girl, girl. And the alarms are going off throughout the whole thing. Body Inside out? Inside out. Is that what it's called? What did I say?
0: In and out. Oh, in In and out. -Out Burger. Oh yeah. In and out burger. (laughs)
1: Clearly I have In-N-Out Burger on the mind. I don't even live near an In-N-Out Burger. I'm on the East Coast. So I don't know where that came from. But inside out, you know that part that I'm talking about when it's like girl, 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 like I, I think like sometimes bringing a little like funnies to it can also help too, especially like I'm picturing like sitting there in front of all your bathing suits just like crying and just be like awful. (laughs) Or it's the little anger
0: one who's on fire.
1: Yeah, it's just running around angry and whatever. But it, I just pictured that being like and in the room, like in the little boy's brain, like all of his feelings are like running around really chaotically. But mm-hmm. we can build the emergency plan, right? I think we call it stop, drop, and roll in the body yeah. image audit, where it's like you're like noticing like what's You need like out. a big red button in the inside out. It's yeah. Like, Somebody go hit it. <laughs> girl, girl, girl. <laughs> Trigger, 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 you know, like my mom's here, trigger, 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 right? And so like, you can kind of like bring a little lightness to it. And I understand there's, you might be thinking to yourself, Christina, yeah, no, like that's not (laughs) happening. But you could also think to yourself, maybe next time you have a trigger and you're feeling all the things and you're coming back to this and trying to practice it, there might be a moment where you giggle a little bit because you think about that moment and you're thinking about the inside out and thinking about it. And I feel like, like, I think sometimes too, another way that people get into fix-it mode as well that we haven't really talked about too, like we we dive into, I think both of the avenues can have a little bit of a fix-it mode vibe, right? So on the one hand, the one row can have a fix-it vibe of I must do all the things to actively change my body. And then the other side has this like, fix it mode to I'm going to self help my way out of this kind of vibe. (laughs) And it can become like its own obsession. Like I see this sometimes with eating disorder recovery, like you become obsessed with the recovery part. And like, you forget that, you know, life is meant to be enjoyed. And you think like, you can't really enjoy anything until you've recovered from this, or like, fixed it entirely, or gotten past it, or like, out of this phase. And of course that doesn't mean like, don't get support. Don't do all these things. And like, don't like work on getting tools in your toolbox to like help you with it. And you know, but I think it's important to also notice too, like, I'm not going to obsess with, with not obsessing either. Like, I'm not going to become like go down this self-help road all summer long and still like be like, okay, I'm going to be obsessed now with healing my body image <laughs> and, and being a little let down when it doesn't happen in a month, because it's not going to go away in a month. It's going to take time to work through this. There are skills and things that like have to be flexed and built like a muscle. And it does start with acknowledging that you're maybe in this spiral to begin with Mm -hmm. and deciding how you want to move forward a little bit, or even just kind of like stopping the bleeding in some ways.
0: Yeah. I mean, ironically to go back to the analogy that I used before working on body image really is like a life marathon, right? Yes. But we're not running 26.2 on the first day, right? <laughs> we really are. You have, if you have, let's say, working on body image, we're equating with running, right? If you have never run before, you're not going out and running a mile on the first day, right? You're not going out and running a block on the first day. We're walking at first, right? Or if you have pain while you walk, maybe we got to do the stretching first, right? We got to do the PT. We got to do all the things, right? So we have to figure out where is my starting point? And our job as clinicians is to meet you where you are and then help you make a plan or what is our path for where we would like to work on going. Mm -hmm. So it's not like we're not doing 100 days of body image healing every single day. We're doing something on this. Okay, perfectionism, all or nothing mentality. Isn't this what we're trying to get out of in the first place? (laughs) That's how we got here. So, I mean, yes, there, there are little Things that you can do repeatedly all the time. And the the clue will be like, what do you find resonates with you the most of all the things that we've said today? And then in the show notes as well, we're gonna add a bunch of different past episodes that we've done, a bunch of different resources, a bunch of different people to follow and guests and everything. And then if you want to work more on this stuff, you know, we are taking off August of our regular Wednesday episodes, but we're gonna be. Uploading stuff in Patreon. There's going to be more stuff from our body image course that we're going to be dripping in there because you can't get that course anymore. <laughs> Actually. So, you know, we talked about it, but ha, just kidding, you can't get it. No. <laughs> so we're going to be putting it <laughs> on our Sorry. Patreon. Yeah, I know it was just it's that's a whole logistical thing, but we're going to be dropping more resources throughout August and then throughout the fall of like, of course, all working on body image stuff and we'll be continuing with the clinical aspect of things as well. Um, And we're going to be, you know, continuing with this conversation in the fall, too, because there's a lot of body image stuff that comes up around September and perfectionism and back to school period of time. And after the summer is like a, Oh my gosh, look at all the quote damage. I did look at all of these all or nothing protocols that are starting in September because they're trying to capitalize on people's insecurities over the summer. So try not to fall into that trap as best you can. We are here for you and we're going to have a ton of resources. And really our goal for you is for you to feel less attached to your body and what you think it says about you and what you think other people think it says about you.
1: Yeah. 100%. I think also too, like, cause you know, I love a good permission slip. That's like my favorite thing to say, but I think also too, one of the things that I would love to give you guys permission for is maybe your action step. Isn't changing your internal dialogue at all. Maybe it's just listening. Maybe it's just digesting and listening to some of these podcast episodes or checking out some of the stuff that we're dripping on on in Patreon and actually maybe not acting on it at all. Yeah. Maybe it's just hearing it and thinking that, well, maybe there is another path that I could go down eventually when I'm ready to go down it. Or maybe, newsflash, you'd already be started. Like that's the first step is gathering information. And you can do that exact thing. You can just gather information, listen to it see what's out there. And the same way that people look at other avenues for fixing it in other ways, like looking up and Googling, you can work on this too. And you can just digest information and listen. And that could be maybe your only step along the way to choosing an alternative. But yeah, have a great summer. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Have a great summer.
0: I mean, again, if you're like, why are they leaving me here? Don't worry. We've got, yeah. look at the show notes, um, on whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. There will be plenty of action things there. If you choose to use those also, we're not completely gone. Yeah. Um, Kara and I are going to come back next week with a summer reading recommendations episodes. So that'll be a little bit lighter for all yeah. of you. And we're not talking about nonfiction body image stuff. We're talking about like fun books and things to read and you know, everything like that. So, that's something to look forward to as well. And all the bonus content that we'll be putting over on Patreon. So that too.
1: Yes. We're not leaving entirely. Just kind of feels like we are, but we need our own summer break. Who knows? Maybe you all are like, finally a break from them. (laughs) We
0: hope that's not how you feel, but (laughs) we'll we'll see you again in August. End of August. End of August. Yeah. Beginning of September. Yep. Back to school season. Back to wholehearted eating season. yes
1: (laughs) Yes. Season seven.
0: Woo-hoo. <laughs> okay, bye. You're probably sick of us.
1: <laughs> Ready? Okay. This is a podcast today This is the last one of the season. Yay! 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 We're talking about uncomfortable things. Buckle up. <laughs> that was all recorded, and I know you're going to put it on the podcast. <laughs> <I'm just saying. laughs>